I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. And we're in. We're back. Oops, the podcast here. Francis, Julio, you know us. You love us, you hopefully. Us. Hopefully you love us, baby. What's going on, dude? Well, I'm happy to be sitting beside you again. Oh, yeah. Socially proximitous. That's not <laughs> the right word. Adjacent. Uh, we are in studio again this week, and we will be uh, for another week soon. And then in September, we'll be back. So we really appreciate you sticking, us, uh, sticking with us through times of um, sort of audible you know, setups technologically. Totally, dude. This is yeah. like our version of just dropping an album randomly on a Thursday night at midnight, dude. Yeah. We didn't even tell you guys we were coming in the studio. We, Fucking, like, we, future. We really recognize that the that the audio quality and everything is just better. We prefer to be in studio, but uh, the universe told us to take take a, a break from that for a bit due to COVID. Mm-hmm. We're back for now. Um, And uh, I, I had to fly in yesterday to New York's city nice flew to newark airport nice from portland maine airport awesome how was it well i'll tell you something here's what shocked me and this always shocked me flying out of portland typically portland airport in maine is the most wonderful experience you can have in air travel love it because i have flown out of that airport dozens of times and i can say that the security line if there is a person in it, <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> if there is one person in the security line at the Portland airport, no matter what time of day it is, I'm surprised. That's really crazy. And it's this beautiful, sparkling, new, clean airport. Not a lot of great, not a lot of restaurants or anything, but but you don't care because you're never showing up there more than 50 minutes before your flight. Right. right I arrive right. routinely within an hour. Of right. takeoff. Fantastic. At that airport. Do they even have clear there or any of that shit? So they have TSA pre-check. Okay. And this is what was surprising to me. And it always surprises me. The line yesterday was actually pretty long. But for non-TSA pre-check people. Gotcha, gotcha. So I just got in the TSA pre-check line and cut everybody. Okay. okay. Why does anybody not have TSA pre-check in this day and age? That's a great question. And, and as a wh- person who doesn't have it, I can answer this. Okay. And then I'll extend that, but I want to hear it. I'll extend that. Why would anyone not have easy pass in their car? Same fucking deal. Yeah. You're just saying, ah, I don't mind being late places. <laughs> I don't mind waiting for no reason. Right. All right. So what is your purpose for not having TSA pre-check? So I signed up for it. But I was on probation at the time. Ooh. <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to have it. Ooh. And, it, and additionally, I don't even think you're allowed to have it if you have a criminal record at all. So my, my criminal record is now, I think everything, all my charges were expunged after I completed my probation period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm now allowed to, to get it. So I signed up. But now because of COVID, the backlog is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting for an appointment for literally a year. Oof. But I do have clear. 
which is basically the same thing. Yeah, I never understood what clear was. It's just private. And it seems like, like the, the Pepsi to the Coke. Uh, totally. It's a thing where they like scan your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's private. It's not like government funded. What do you mean private? Okay. Okay. So, I, yeah, you don't have to go through the government to get it. You pay like an annual fee and it's it, they know you because of, they take like your fingerprints and your eye scan. So the only, is it the case that some airports don't have clear? Not all airports have clear. Okay. But so- the busy ones do. TSA pre-check is everywhere. Everywhere, I know. So the the power move is to have clear and TSA pre-check. No, 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 no. The power move, friendo, <laughs> is to have global entry. But that comes pre-check comes with global entry. Correct. Right. My point being, if you pay for just TSA pre-check and you plan to travel abroad, yeah, you're an idiot. You're gonna still have to wait in that crazy passport line when you get back. Another life hack. You don't need that. There's an app called uh, Mobile Passport. Okay. And it's the same exact thing as Global Entry, essentially. It's on your phone. It's free. You upload all your passport information before you get into the country. And then when you get here, you don't have to wait. You skip the line and it's the same length as the Global Entry line. I just don't think I'm ever going to have that foresight. I don't well, you don't need it. You have Global Entry. I have, I have everything covered. Global Entry got me everything that I could have wanted in this world. <laughs> TSA pre-check. Coming yeah. back, going abroad, all that stuff. You just you just get in and out, and it's easy. And most credit cards uh, will give will will pay for it for you. So if you use your credit card to get PreCheck or Global Entry, you then get that money back on your statement. You know, people talk about these credit cards and the doors <laughs> that they open. I have never in my life received a benefit from my credit card, other than credit card points, points or miles. Stuff. Right. But you talk about like what lounges at airports you have access to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I one time looked. I have the Chase Sapphire Reserve or whatever, the one that weighs 15 pounds. <laughs> where like, you, if you, you know, if you were fighting somebody, you could throw it at them and <laughs> decapitate incapacitate them. them. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking brick, dude. <laughs> so I have that card, obviously. And apparently there's some kind of lounge. Or I also have like the Chase Inc. Business Plus, which is a, a big boy card. I, I, I don't know. There's some kind of lounge that I have access to, but I've looked for it in airports. As far as I can tell, it's just a porta potty out back. Yeah. I don't no, think it's yeah. any, I don't know where it is. Yeah. It's not, I don't know if it's necessarily worth, like the, the lounge isn't that great of a perk, essentially. It's Correct. great. It's great if you have it, but I have cards where I don't have the lounge perk and like, I don't care. Correct. Yeah. Um, but right. hold on. So what do you mean business card? You have like a business card? Uh, Yeah. When I was running my tutoring company. Ah, yes. I had, I started, a, I got a credit card for business expenses. It just makes it easier to, and sorry if this, this isn't, I don't, maybe this is boring to people, but um, it just makes it easier to uh, not have to sift through your expenses at the end of the year to decide what you can write off and what you can't. Totally, totally. And I'm pretty strict about only spending business related things on that credit card however um now that my tutoring company is no more because i kind of closed it once i got hired at barstool um i still have that credit card and i just use it for all comedy related purposes that's great but like it's still under the ellis prep llc ah that's smart i mean but you have to pay quarterly taxes on that no i don't think so well you might not have to because it's not actually registered with a business or whatever I'm thinking about doing that, dude, but it's like, I'm like, is it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people we know who, who become successful enough in comedy, I think they have LLCs for themselves. 
Right, right. And like I wonder the girls got to eat or uh, they they're uh, incorporated. They are. Yeah, and I think it just makes you know all the tax stuff and expenses a lot easier to track. Right. Whatever. Well, well dude, I love the airport. So it's I like that we're talking about airports because I don't know if that is something that is un an unpopular opinion or if other people don't agree with me, but like I like the airport, and if you have airport anxiety, I encourage you to embrace loving the airport. Do you drink? No. Yeah. I don't like drinking before a flight. I don't like waking up and feeling like I ax- I made the mistake of smoking weed while at, like after wisdom teeth surgery. I feel like this dry <laughs> socket. Like if I drink and then fall asleep on the plane, I wake up being like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible feeling. Oh, and good sound effect there too. <laughs> really right. Spot on. Right on the money. Drove that point home. I I am I I'm with you dude. I will drink if it's an overnight flight and I need to sleep. I'll have a couple, you know, glasses of red wine or something like that on the flight. Um couple Cockersons. Yeah, not, you know, but but I'm with you. Once I found out that flying dehydrates you, I didn't want to pile on to that with alcohol in the terminal. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. My girlfriend, however, who is a heavy beer drinker. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Said no one ever. Dude, she drinks double quintuple IPAs. When she when she's asking about a beer on the menu, she's like, "What's what's the beer you've got that tastes the closest to poison?" <laughs> and then she'll offer me a sip, and I'm like, "I I, I can't have that. I don't want it. it." Tastes like nail polish remover. Dude, she is she is a fucking That's Brooklyn hilarious. hipster with a beard. Like, Hilarious. give me the beard that, you know, is three degrees away in a refrigerator from becoming a sandwich. <laughs> dude, I don't know how she does it. She's drinking the fucking delirium summer ale dude, limited dude, edition. No, that's that that's that would be a treat. <laughs> summer ale. Forget it. She wants winter underground harvest birch bark popsicle stick weightlifting rack beer <laughs> she wants to drink a beer that you know brewed in a bucket tastes like the ground that's hilarious dude. yeah it is so heavy these beers that she likes that's crazy and yeah do not to comment on your girlfriend's physique yeah well it doesn't it doesn't match up how on earth does she fucking slender she's slamming tall boys and she looks like she could run a fucking marathon so fortunately yeah i mean she doesn't she doesn't drink them like she doesn't throw back she'll drink one you know but that's the beer she wants but when we go to an airport she thinks that we are at a brewery (laughs) airports for her are a place that are synonymous with have a beer you know what i mean like in some place like for me it'd be a ball game like let's go Oh, we're at a ball game. We'll have a beer. Right. For her, airports are, oh, it's beer time. Interesting. You know what my it's beer time is? Omakase. Interesting. That's when I have a beer. Do you have a Sapporo? Yeah. Every Usually time? that's like what they have. I mean, mm-hmm. and if they have other shit, they're like, oh, we have this. I'm like, I don't want fucking whatever that is. Are you Give a sake guy? You like sake? It's all right. Yeah, I've never really acquired a taste for it. And I like. I used to drink hot sake when, you know, you couldn't drink anywhere except like sushi places oh. in high school. Everybody oh. gets sake bombs. Yeah, Chris is pounding <laughs> yeah, the table. Yeah. Fucking bonsai. Sake, dude, sake bombs are every like teenager's first fucking dude, foray into public drinking. The era of 
post college New York City birthday parties where every other week you were going to an all you can eat sushi oh, right, sake right. restaurant. Totally. One time That's I went vibe. to one in the East Village. Here's how shitty it was. You know, you pay your 45 bucks or whatever, and it's like you just basically throw shit at the wall until they tell you to leave. One time I was at this place and there was a light fixture above our table and it started dripping water mm. onto our table. That's unusual. And there was someone up there in an apartment showering and it was leaking mm. and we were so fucked up <laughs> that I took a glass, an empty glass, and I caught the shower water oh and I God. took a sip of it. Oh my god! And to dude. this day, it's the most disgusting thing I've done. I hope that guy wasn't jerking off in the shower, dude. Yeah. Also dangerous, by the way, because I only found out after sipping it. Oh, that's shower sudsy water. Whereas it could have been fucking yeah. radiation. Yeah, yeah, right. It could have been like light bulb. Why am liquid. I drinking ceiling discharge? <laughs> Why am I drinking whatever is coming out of above? <laughs> Dude, I think I know the restaurant you're talking about, and I'm pretty sure that building burned down. Huh. Surprising, really considering the down. walls are full of water. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking There's great. a twist. Dude, the other thing that's funny about all-you-can-eat sushi is, like, they make you pay for what you don't finish. Yes. So, like, I'm just, like, stuffing fucking nigiri in my pockets. Like... <laughs> Dude, I just my pockets full of California roll. <laughs> like, sneaking out of there. Right, see you later. Like, uh, like I'm sneaking into the movie theater with candy. I sushi. actually, I actually like that policy though because it is the policy that is sort of the commodification of there are starving children in Africa. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's the totally, tax, totally, totally. the tax version of that line. The gluttony tax. Yeah, dude, that is <laughs> funny. That your parents would tell you as a kid. <laughs> I feel like we at this point we need to modify that. I don't think we can use Africa anymore. We need we need to choose a new continent where children are starving. Like when I'm raising kids, where am I if they don't eat something? And where am I going to you know, they're starving children in Papua New Guinea. Right. Yeah. Right. right, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know where it would be. The thing about those sushi places is you never leave and you're like, "Oh wow, I ate just enough." You always leave and you're like, yeah. like "Dude, absolutely." Yeah, absolutely and it, part of it is like it's so much rice. You know what I mean? It's so rice. much rice and beer being soaked together. And who, does anyone really like sake bombs? I don't any longer. It's fun to set up the chopsticks and pound it through. Conceptually fun. Right. Not bad. But then again, Jaeger bombs are kind of fun. But I don't want that as my beverage accompanying a dinner. Right, right. I think anything called bomb, I've aged out of. <laughs> All bombs. I liked the I liked Irish car bombs. Those were fun. Ooh, speaking of which, got a good book recommendation. Ooh, love it. Good book recommendation. We do this a lot on the podcast. And I'll tell you something. I get a lot of DMs. Get a lot of DMs being like, "Hey, what was that book you were recommending?" It's like, well, look, you know, Why if don't you, you heard, listen to the podcast, you heard that I was recommending the book. <laughs> Fucking write it down in that moment. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you lazy. It's not as if I'm shit. like, there's a really good book I'm reading. Here's what it's about. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Paraphrase the description and good luck. Yeah. Good figure luck. out the title from here. Uh, but no, I'm happy to. I'm happy to respond. Uh, the book I'm reading right now is called Say Nothing. And it is about. Have I talked about this? No. 
It's about the uh, the troubles in Northern Ireland. Ah. Between Northern Ireland and, uh, you know, Ireland. Proper. And, and obviously England as well. Uh, the English army, uh, you know, from the 1970s up, I think it goes up until the 1990s. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's the civil war that mm. happened in the streets and wow. all the car bombs and the bombs, the homemade bombs, the Irish Republican army, all of that. Protestants versus Catholics. Dude, it's fucking wild. That's cool. I mean, it, it's really fascinating because it, it's such a modern day street war uh, that is you know, the guerrilla tactics and the way that the Irish Republican army went about, you know, gathering information, turning double agents into triple agents, uh, the, the safe houses, and also the civilian network that they leaned on to escape, right? Mm. They'd be running away from a, a tank of British soldiers down and they'd slip into a side street and some baker mother would open her door and whisk them oh, in. Wow. And then they'd be like, They'd go out the back and so then the someone would help railroad. them up a balcony and then they'd run around. Yeah, their guns would be passed out the back window down to it and it would, in case a raid happened, it, it was, everyone was involved. There was a lot of empathy, or I guess, yeah, empathy for the cause, mm -hmm. even if people weren't directly involved with the fighting. And it was the youth movement. It was really the, the young 20-year-olds who were kind of spearheading right. the violence. It's amazing how like thematically that kind of situation applies so to so many different similar situations in the world the yeah. youth mobilizing this movement yeah dude you remember that song uh in their tanks in their bombs in their guns no. in your head in your oh head, yeah they are dying. yeah yeah i remember that <laughs> that's song. about that that's what about a the whiny struggle. song because at first it's like well julia the way you're singing it doesn't sound good and then i'm like well <laughs> the way you're singing it is better than the actual song <laughs> zombie yeah it's like a yodel of yeah. like pathetic yodel. An Irish yodel. Just dude. a sad yodel. Was that about the, the troubles? Yeah, that was about the troubles. The, the two other things about the subject. One, I, Chris, you got to help me out with this right now and look this up for me. There's this movie with Forrest Whitaker that's about the, the struggle with the IRA. They kidnap him. He's a soldier mm. of like the proper army. And he ends up getting killed. And he, the whole time he talks about his girlfriend, his girlfriend, I love my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. She's incredible. And the guy who like was his captor, who ended up becoming his friend, he dies. He goes to find her to give her this thing that he had given him, that Forrest Whitaker had given him. Okay. And the girlfriend ends up being trans. Oh wow! It's just this like crazy random, but it's from like the night. It's from like 1990 or something. Hmm. And crying game. Crying it's game. Called. If you're hmm. looking for some like, move, it was just way, it seemed way ahead of its time. You know, yeah. Very interesting. What a what a career Forrest Whitaker has had. You know, he's great. He's really spectacular typically sort of the the cop the detective cop who gets it when everyone else doesn't right very much sort that of vibe. standing in the back and uh but then he also played Edie amin in last king of scotland great performance which was a spectacular movie spectacular. terrifying and then he was also in safe room remember that oh yeah i do remember safe that room. was a spooky movie he's also in ghost dog the way of the samurai huh <laughs> called classic wow Talk about range. Seriously, this is like the movie game. You guys ever play that game where like you name an actor and then you have to keep naming movies he was in or something? I do. I do used it's to play that on, on buses. It's a fun, yeah, yeah. vehicle game. Um, Forrest Whitaker, yeah. So uh, the Irish Republican Army, all of that stuff. Give that book a read. Say nothing. I, I can't remember the name of the author, but it's, it's really good. Um, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. 
Very cool, dude. Yeah. Love that. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Ooh. Dude, so I had a funny thing happen the other day mm. uh, in a coffee shop. Okay. And this is kind of like talking about the, a topic that we've been talking about. I don't want to spoil the surprise of what was happening, but it was just like the average crazy dude in a coffee shop situation. Mm-hmm. And he was being really loud, but he, he was nice, but he just, there's something off with this guy. But he was like, ah, whatever. And then he started going on some rant about like nonsense, like a classic crazy guy situation, just like ranting about politics, whatever. And then out of nowhere, he just goes, and man, it sure is a really shitty time to be named Karen. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck problem does everybody have with a Karen? <laughs> Me and my friend start dying of laughter. And then he starts doubling down. He goes, right? Am I right? I was uh, like, oh my God. Yeah, you're encouraging him <laughs> yeah. at that point. It's like egging on a comedian. It's yeah, like the same yeah. kind of fucking thing. Yeah. I was like, that's great. The Karen, the Karen topic has really spread so widely that it's like that, a household and crazy guy topic. Yeah, that guys with screws loose have still managed to pick that up into their <laughs> exactly. diatribes. Right? Like It's truly crazy. I didn't think much got through to those guys. I thought that the, the thing that they uttered and muttered and was that they were stuck on was, was typically something that had happened to them 10 years prior. Absolutely. The, and they the last had, time they were sane. And they had never moved on from it. That was the thing that shook them loose. Uh, dude, a hundred percent. You're going to be like, fucking Hare Krishna. <laughs> like talking about yeah. shit from like the 70s yeah. or whatever. You know, Mbop by... <laughs> is that song really good? I don't know anyone who listens to that song. It's like, dude, that song hasn't been out for a long time. <laughs> Those guys are all married now, yeah, dude. Hanson. Hanson. <laughs> Oof, they were great. That were song great. is still fantastic. Um, Dude, yeah. that is a great fucking song. It is a great song. You can Only listen to that today, one or tomorrow. Two will last. We're going through all the pain and strife. <laughs> you like that better than my fucking zombie? Yeah. yeah. Except you got to crank it up about four octaves. <laughs> all <laughs> those guys, fast. all three of those brothers somehow were at the same stage of puberty, even though they were three different ages. <laughs> they sang with their the, 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 top, the top register. They were killing it. Taylor, Zach, and I don't remember the other one's name. I wonder what they're up to now. I believe they're married and have like a shit ton of kids or something. Good for them. They might be Mormons. I don't actually know that. You, this, is, this is something that uh, you mentioned the trans thing in the last king. Uh, no, Edie, I mean, fuck, Forrest Whitaker. The crying <laughs> game, yes. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to me, especially as someone who tutored English and grammar, how the trans community has made grammar sort of their cause oh and elaborate so pronouns right 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 people right. didn't know what pronouns were prior to the trend you think all the people who come out and say like i don't care about pronouns is you know you gotta you gotta choose one or the other it's like those people didn't had never said the word pronoun before right right no you're right until pronouns they started didn't. pushing back against you know the trans community and i love that as a as a linguist 
I love that the trans community <laughs> has chosen to teach people in this moment what parts of speech are. Right. And I will say to anyone who doesn't think that pronouns matter, pronouns do matter. And I'll give you an example. Go ahead. The first sentence is, uh, my sister is pregnant and she's due in four months. Okay. Great sentence. Great. Adorable, right? Right. Very different from, my sister is pregnant and were due in four months. Okay. Yes. Incest. <laughs> that pronoun difference makes a big difference. But can't, don't people colloquially say we like to be... In an annoying... I'm talking about my sister and me. Okay, and we're... Gotcha. I'm not saying we as a broad oh, family okay. created by my sister and her husband. Right, if right. you okay, heard okay, me okay. say on the street, my sister's pregnant, we're doing four months, we can't wait. You're right. Okay, yeah. I forgot about the sister part of yeah. the sentence. I'm, I'm talking about... Maybe it would That's depend hilarious. on where you said that. But yeah, certain parts of the South, very definitely important. Northern Maine, you're, you're implying something very different. <laughs> <laughs> or you're not even implying. You're you're saying just flat out, I'm having a child with my sister, and uh, it's very creative. That's true. That that pronoun difference is a big sticking point. I'm telling you, man. Dude, I love you calling yourself a linguist. Your rap name could be Cuddy Linguist. <laughs> <laughs> what about Cuddy Linguist? Cuddy Linguist is good too. What's Cuddy like? Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. I was listening ah. to some Kid Cuddy on the golf course. Today. I like that. Yeah. Or Cutty Linguist, like the whiskey. What's that? Cuddy Cuddy Sark. Isn't that uh, of of whiskey? It's like one of those things that you know. If we had a a a, a cool guest, you would start talking to them about this. <laughs> and you'd be like, and I'd be not. like, I'm just gonna sit out for a few minutes. <laughs> my dad told my dad used to work in a liquor store, and he said these Italian guys would come in and order Cuddy Sark, and it would sound like caca sack. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, I let me get a caca sack. <laughs> so that's good. That's a very nice. Um, addition. But dude, you uh, oh. You mentioned a couple things that, that made me think of this. Did I tell you that I witnessed a hit and run? Did I already talk no, about that? No, no. I didn't tell you guys about that? No. No, you have not. Okay. Um, this was on, it must have been Friday night. Yeah, it was Friday. So my girlfriend and I, oh, that's right. My girlfriend and I went and saw some more apartments. <laughs> Dude, everyone's loving this. Once again, took, took some edibles. Same amount. Wasn't, it wasn't a ton this time. It, or either time. I think I made a joke in the tweet about like, you know, going up to 30 milligrams. That wasn't true. How many did you actually take? I think we took 10? like six, six to 10, okay. somewhere around there. Yeah. That, that would make me immediately begin yeah, like having paranoia. It turns, it, it turns missing my parents, oh, mm. missing my parents, thinking about mortality immediately. Oh God, dude. I know. Maybe, fun. maybe if you'd been on the apartment tour though, it would have taken, it would have focused your mind elsewhere. No, I would have been like, man, this apartment's so great. By the time I can actually afford one, my parents won't even be able to come visit me. Because <laughs> I'm serious. That would be my thought process immediately, dude. Somehow everything ties into my parents. It's oh, crazy. it's so bad that your brain like resorts to that. Or, dude, you know, I was watching Chef's Table High the other day and really enjoying it. And then all of a sudden the guy started being like, and then my father left us. And immediately I started spiraling. Oh, God, dude. It's mm. the best show. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue. No, that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So we interrupt each other all the time. It's all good. Uh, so, okay. So we go, we go. The reason we went back on Friday, we went on Wednesday. I told that story in the podcast. It was such a fun thing. I would so strongly recommend. By the way, 
go look at apartments that you're to buy, by the way. I don't think you should do this for rentals because if you're going to buy, then you can have honest conversations with the agents about how you would theoretically resurface the kitchen counter or what you would do to change the bathroom. You can talk about major life changes and create architecturally your own perfect apartment in that moment with experts nearby. Don't so do they ask you for like a, a like a due diligence Dude, check for I, your I'm, bank I'm account? I'm so before? glad you brought this up. No, because in New York they do sometimes. I think they do, but the fact that they don't is ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous <laughs> how much you can waste people's time. <laughs> how you can just waste time That's funny. for people in their jobs. That's really funny. They they spend hours escorting us around now. It's I can't say that we're wasting their time because yes, in theory we 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 may end up buying an apartment in Maine. I don't know. Right. Like in, yeah, there's it's, there's it's much not, bigger time wasters than you. It's not a total fallacy totally. that we are doing this. Um however, uh we could go somewhere. I'm not sure where, maybe not New York, but we could go look at like 25 million dollar apartments, 100 million dollar apartments. Just get tours. Right. And Who's to say? Like, maybe we would need to dress a little better or have some kind of backstory. I don't know. But we didn't have to produce any paperwork. Right. We no, didn't have totally. to say, like, we're in this range. You know to what I mean? No, so totally. anybody can do this. Right. Um, okay. So we go. And the reason we went again on Friday was that uh, on the Wednesday showing that we did, we saw two apartments. And we also went into an office that had a big project that was under development. Okay. It's currently being built. And so on Friday, they brought they only showed us blueprints on Wednesday. They were gotcha. like, we were in the office. They were showing us the designs, the outlook, whatever, the prices. And then on Friday, we got to tour the construction site. Oh. Which crazy. was cool because in order to get in, they had to lift this fence. Do you have to wear hard hats? I, I wanted to so <laughs> badly, and they didn't nice give us touch. hard hats. Yeah, that would have been a nice gram. It just makes you feel like a real man, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like you're starting a business. It does. Yeah. And there's some, there's a great, I love that look of like the guy who's in his business attire, but also wearing a hard hat. I love that look too. It's a great look. I love that look on the brochure, <laughs> someone running for Congress. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You an ad for a guy running for He cares for about work. Francis yeah. Ellis cares about the workers. His tie is in Thumbs place. Up. He's always like going over a clipboard with someone else. Like, what are you, and you know, they're not talking about anything. Some gay congressman. Uh, trying to prove, you know what I mean? It's like an right, 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 openly right. gay guy to run. Trying to prove that he. Weymouth County, Missouri. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing like he's operating the backhoe, you know? So, okay. Uh, and the reason, by the way, I'll, I'm going to, I want to come back to that openly gay thing because um, there is a, the current, there's a mayor in Massachusetts who is running for a congressional seat. And I think he's also a faculty member at UMass Amherst who just got in huge trouble for DMing students. Oh, wow. And he's gay. Wow. Male students. Uh -huh. Anyway, I want to come back to that. Okay. Um, back to the construction site. We go into the construction site. We're there with one of the builders, one of the, like, the head builders, as well as one of the real estate agents from the firm, as well as our buyer's agent. And we're walking through all of these apartments, but they don't have walls. Right, there's just renderings you know, and pictures. Yeah, and, and it's like steel and cables, and you wow. really have to like envision how it's going to look. And a lot of the windows aren't in place, so you're just looking under a flap. And 
you see, you know, how big the window will be. But it's Crazy. fun. That is fun. It's man. fun to see the bones of an apartment. Wow. And they're telling you, like, this is why we did this. This is why we chose these cables, this, that. And you start to feel like, oh, this is actually, they cared. Right, right. We're not right, getting right. fucked because they cut a corner by choosing shittier materials. For right, this. right, right. Now, at the same time, I don't know anything about building. And that's so what I was going to say. You don't even know about what the materials He could be are, singing yeah. me a totally different song. Totally, totally. Um, but it was still fun. It was really fun. And, and the, dude, there was one guy who bought, like, there's three penthouse apartments, and two of them have already sold. Oh, wow. And one guy combined two of them oh, into sick. this enormous apartment with a full view of Casco Bay and in Portland and it's just like the most stunning thing ever. Sick. And I was like, God, this guy is such a baller. Like, what did he pay for this? And they were like, Oh, well, you know, he really shelled out, you know, and, and, and this is gonna be like a four bedroom, you know, three thirty five hundred square feet, two massive roof decks, you know, massive apartment. What do you think one of the most expensive apartments in, in Portland, what do you think this thing costs? million and a half to more three million all right but still like that's still in new york Dude, that's 40 million no, it would have been a 40 million dollar yes. apartment yes. in new york city sorry for under guessing depending that's on yeah don't you hate it when <laughs> someone annoying. does that i didn't mean what, to do six it six bucks <laughs> this isn't the price is right I julio did, i didn't mean to do we're not, it we're I, didn't not... Mean to, I didn't mean it i didn't mean to do it but yes, but the comparison is still worth making. Like that don't apartment's you, huge. Yeah. Don't you hate it when the, when when someone's answer is like, "Well, given that you're acting surprised with the question, I'm gonna have to shoot lower." Yeah. It's especially annoying when you got a good deal. You're like, "Guess how much I paid for it?" They're like, "I don't know, fifty bucks," and you're like, "Yeah, no, you fucking asshole. unrealistic dick." <laughs> no, but one one five actually isn't a bad guess. It was three million dollars, I think, for the full apartment. But which which is which definitely is two a lot. Penthouses. It's two penthouses scrammed together, and it uh, you know, it's it it's one of the most expensive apartments probably ever sold in Portland, Maine, right. which is by the way a burgeoning Beautiful. hot city and incredible. nicest apartment building in the nicest city in the state. Exactly, and it's three million dollars, which in New York City would buy you a two bedroom, you know, good good apartment in the West Village, but certainly not a penthouse with two decks. Oh, yeah. That has four bedrooms and could be lived in as a true home for a massive family. A hundred percent. And yeah. like, not only that, though, like you're going to have to like kick people out of your doorway. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're, you're really slumming it with a $3 million apartment. Oh, yeah. You're middle class with a $3 million apartment right. in New York. Right. Sadly. So. Which makes me a peasant. Yeah. <laughs> Please <laughs> the, give me the money. Thing, the thing that was, was funny was that halfway through, you know, we saw like six apartments in this construction site. And. We got to walk through the mall, which was really cool. And halfway through, the edibles started kicking in again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's when, this time, I started becoming a comedian. Ah. And I'm, st I'm just, like, telling jokes, you know, about, like, and, and reacting to the stuff they're saying. And everyone's laughing. But, like, a lot, most of the people there don't know that I'm a comedian. And so my girlfriend, fortunately, is high, so she was laughing too. Otherwise, she would have been like, "God damn it, shut the fuck up!" <laughs> it was a fact-finding mission. This is not your up, time Francis. to shine. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but there was one. Man, is this the is this the kitchen sink or the bathtub? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, this was this was the best joke I told already. So they're showing us these bathrooms, and 
one of the bathrooms in one of the guest bedrooms had uh he goes this is a jack and jill bathroom and i'd never heard that term before I have not and either. what it means is that the bathroom can be accessed from doors on the two adjacent okay. bedrooms so it serves as a as a bathroom for those two bedrooms right and I was like, what's a Jack and Jill bedroom? And he explained it. And I was like, oh, I thought you meant in some weird nursery rhyme way that it's a gender nonspecific bathroom. <laughs> and he funny. was like, ha, 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 no. And I was like, and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, frankly, who are you to tell us how we assign the genders? <laughs> in and theory, this is our apartment. And I was like weirdly aggressive about it. And everyone laughed. But everyone was kind of like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> I'm like, we bought it in this weird fantasy. That's Meanwhile, hilarious. you know, we, they don't even know that we're like, we're not fucking buying this. And we're fucking stoned out of our minds. Dude, that's really funny because that's just the guy who's had enough with like PC culture. He's like, who are you to tell us what genders are in our fucking bathroom in our private apartment that we paid for? They're like, oh, dude, chill. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, little do they know that we're we're doing this as a way to wait for our table at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we saw those apartments, and then we went to the final apartment, which was the creme de la creme, on a different site, not part of the construction site. This is a finished apartment. This is the apartment that I had seen. It's been on the market for a while in Portland. If you go on Zillow, you'll find it. You know what I'm talking about. Sickest apartment I've ever seen. Really? Maybe, maybe not like, maybe not like compared to some like of the apartments I used to tutor in in New York City on like the park. Mm -hmm. But certainly in Portland, certainly the nicest apartment that I've ever looked at myself. Gotcha. Three bedroom, penthouse apartment, floor to ceiling windows on two floors, plus a roof deck on top, overlooking the ocean. Mm. You've got ocean views. Um, and just insane. I mean, just an insane apartment expensive as hell over 1.5 million uh but get this it's it's the only apartment in the building so it's not a residential building it's owned by like a bank oh and the first two floors oh, are the cool. offices of the bank weird. and then you ride the elevator up with like the bank employees and then you are the only person who has access oh, wow. to the top three floors cool. or whatever and it's i mean th this place it's so hard to know where I'm at in my life in terms of like, what do I want? Right? Because here's the thing. If New York City is done as we know it, which I don't think it is. I don't either. Um, but if it's done for a while mm. and that if my girlfriend and I are deciding like, hey, you know, let's buy a place in Maine because maybe we want to split the year, spend the summer months up there, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know that we want to buy a super sick place in the city of Portland only to five to 10 years from now have to buy a house out in the suburbs because, you know, we've got kids and we want to move out there. And maybe this is like a very, I don't know, this is a weird personal, like long life vision conversation to have. Mm. But it's strange to be looking for apartments when you're so uncertain about your future. I yeah find. yeah yeah for sure which is one why of the reasons why we have to get high to do it totally yeah that's actually really that that de-escalates it definitely does. that's great it takes the edge off the immediacy the mm. reality of it it turns it into kind of a lark yeah, uh, yeah. A, a fun exercise where we're, we're getting insight but we're not 
not thinking like, oh God, this is the one we've got to have it. We have to race to get this right. and ignore, you know, the uncertainty of, of our next year, next mm-hmm. two years, whatever. So that was, uh, that was the exercise we did. And I, I, again, I really encourage everyone who's in a relationship to go do it. Uh, just make sure you're on the same page before with your partner before you do it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, dude, I have one last little anecdote here before we wrap this all up. Cool. Uh, in relation to what you're talking about, I know a guy who's like a very successful real estate guy. When he was trying to get into the game, they would do, uh, and for, it's obviously different for commercial. I know that they do background checks for residential too sometimes mm-hmm. to make sure you're a serious buyer or whatever. But for, for commercial, like they won't show you a fucking giant building if you're mm-hmm. just some random guy. So what he did, he like made up his financials. Oof. He just completely made it up. That's called fraud. Yep. It's called fraud. But if you're if you're doing it with like a broker, it's not like they're not gonna you can't get in trouble for yeah, necessarily, right, right. right? It's like shame on them for not knowing. And then he would hire his boy to drive him around. <laughs> <laughs> so he hired his boy to drive him around. He made him dress up and he put on a suit and he fucking lied about his financials and he would go and he would look at all these fucking huge buildings and he ended up like figuring out a way to buy one one day. Wow. And then once you get in the door with that one big property, you're fucking golden. But you can lie about that kind of shit, everybody. But, but he did buy one. <laughs> he ended up buying one, but like had to pull similar crazy antics to like convince the bank to give him money. And he borrowed money from like everybody he knew, like wow. kind of thing. But he, when he was like 26 or 27, he started buying big ass buildings. And now he's very fucking rich. Yeah. So. Good for him. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be weird. sneaky. I, it's just one of those things where like I, when I, until I, I didn't know what commercial real estate even meant until I was 30. Right, right, right. I'm not 26 year old thinking... God, I want to get into commercial real estate. There's there's money to be made there. When I was 26, I was like, maybe I should get into Coke. <laughs> there's money to be made there, you know? <laughs> okay, so uh, update as far as, you know, this kind of weight loss challenge that has sort of been birthed kind of organically mm-hmm. here. Um, I'm trying to look good for my little trip to Colorado at the end of the month. We're a week in now. And my update is that I've been exercising a lot. Uh, but more so than that, I've just been eating better. Mm. and less mm-hmm. and i don't necessarily feel like it's made a big impact on my body but i feel like there's something to be said about having like a foundation to like to accelerate the pursuit of weight loss mm. or of mm-hmm. getting in shape mm-hmm. so like that first week where you start eating healthy again you feel much different and i haven't weighed myself because i'm too afraid so like i'm just going to be really healthy for a few weeks before i even do that which maybe who knows that's probably defeats the purpose of all this but that's what I'm doing. That's my update. I'm feeling good about my progress or whatever. Chris, what is uh, your deal? So I'm going to start going at it, getting after it again. But I wanted to start like a, I don't know. People feel like they're just like alone doing this weight loss thing. So I want to start like a Instagram group chat of people. So if you want to, I'm going to start like a big group chat. Just everyone just like supporting each other, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Talk about, you know, your tips, your yeah. tricks, How you know, what you've dealt day. with. And um, we'll all be part of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, can I be part of that? I mean. Or if, if I'm not trying so. to lose weight. I mean, you can. Well, here's the. Only, only if you're helpful, though. You're like the yeah. guy who shows up to funerals when you're not yeah, related you to anybody. I know. Because <laughs> I love grief. <laughs> yeah. No, but really quick. Um, I have something interesting from a diet perspective. Do you remember when I told you guys that I ate that whole bag of dried mangoes? and yes. got really sick for a couple yeah. days. Yeah. So since then. I have stopped eating sugar. And I know you guys know I have a voracious sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely brought to my knees by sweets. And I have stopped. I just cut them out. Because I told myself that those mangoes 
the sugar in them was what hurt me. Probably not even true. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably the fact that I ate the entire bag and they were dried. But that's good. But I bet you don't have the craving anymore after not having it for a few days. I don't. I don't. And I've also just said to myself, well, late at night, sugar, that, get out of here. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Why would I be eating that? So that's good. I, it's been now two and a half weeks and I haven't, I haven't been eating dessert. Good awesome. for you, man. And so I don't know if it's helping. I'm sure it is. But uh, we're all in this together. We've all done something. Let's, let's keep it going. Weight loss is not about the scale for me, unless unless for some people it, it will be. That'll be the driving force. But for you, Julio, I think feeling good and feeling cleaner is a big part of mm-hmm. why you know what, of the reward. Absolutely, I think Absolutely. it's good that you're doing that because people get so stuck up on like the number. But if you feel good, then you just keep doing that. You know, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, totally. So if you want to get involved in that, message me. At uh, Chris.mp4, and then I'm going to get a little group going. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll figure out some kind of cool uh, incentive, too, for people. And uh, when's our, what's our cutoff date? Oh, I don't know. I just... I mean, this can let's be... Say, let's say Labor Day. Thing. Yeah, Labor Day is pretty good. Labor Day. Although, we want you to now. enjoy that last week of summer. I know it's a different time or whatever, but... Man, this is... <sighs> this is... Sorry, I should I don't want that. it to be like a... I just... It shouldn't be more of like a competition. It's kind of more like just kind of converting your your lifestyle into a healthier lifestyle. There you cool. go. That's, there you go. Because people right. do these big competitions and then they just go crazy after. And it's yeah, like, it's not about that. You got to yeah. change. Yeah, you got to change. It Stick up. with it. Yep. All right. For now, that's Oops the podcast. Everybody, uh, go ahead and DM Chris Chris MP4 on Instagram to get involved with the uh, healthier lifestyle initiative mm-hmm. from Oops the podcast. I'm Francis Ellis. He's Julio Gallarotti. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Well, one, one more thing. Okay. One quick, sorry. I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> two, well, two little things. First of all, I'm making a little limited podcast series about my road trip that I took. Mm. Solo road trip. It'll probably be like six episodes or something. I don't know, but I'll keep you posted on that. Check that out. Also, check out our YouTube um, and hit us up at Not Julio at Francis CCLS. Bingo. And uh, that's it. Cool. Thank you.